You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Monday, kicking off a week's worth of podcasts. Hopefully you've all recovered from a long weekend of sports, two Pelicans games Friday and Sunday, and then the Super Bowl yesterday. We're going to recap everything you might have missed in those two games, a great win over the Memphis Grizzlies and a not-so-great loss to the Houston Rockets. We'll break down every everything in that. And then, of course, talk a little bit more about Zion and kind of preview where the Pelicans stand in terms of the standings and the playoffs. So I want to look at that a little bit because things are starting to look just a tad bit grim. And then we're going to probably spend the rest of the week or at least the next two days on the trade deadline almost exclusively uh, since we don't have a game until Thursday. So let's do it in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So still a bit sick, so the podcast might be a little bit quicker today than normal, but we've still got a lot to kind of get through with everything, especially because this is also a big week with the trade deadline looming on Thursday, though, again, I think it's going to be pretty quiet around the league. I think you'll see some things, but nothing major kind of out there is my general feeling from everything. But the Pelicans Friday did grab a very important and big win over the Memphis Grizzlies, winning 139-111 against the team they're trying to jump eventually for the eighth spot in the Western Conference. That is a dominant performance by New Orleans, who at one point had a 32-point lead in this one. So they kind of raced out to a good start in the first quarter, really attacking and being aggressive and scoring in the paint in this one. But in the second quarter, that kind of went away a little bit, and Valentine Eunice for the Grizzlies was big in this one, playing very good defense at times down low and kind of limiting what New Orleans could do and giving them fits on the other end. He ended up finishing with 18 points, eight boards, including four offensive rebounds in this one. But after the break, when the Pelicans were up by seven, Brandon Ingram decided he wanted to go ham and kind of swung this game significantly. He, in the third quarter alone, was probably the biggest difference maker for New Orleans, a period that New Orleans won 44 to 27, and you had Brandon Ingram score 10 points on that in that quarter on just five shots. Basically, he just led the team um, and carried them to kind of a blowout victory. Once they got up by that much, it was kind of smooth sailing the rest of the way. New Orleans able to just get the win and get out. Brandon Ingram didn't really even need to play. I got it. Let's see if he played even in the fourth quarter. I can't remember now. I don't think he did. He did not. He didn't even need to play in the fourth quarter. Everyone kind of got a good bit of rest in that one and that was basically all she wrote for the Memphis Grizzlies so by the numbers in this one again a 139-111 victory Brandon Ingram 20 points 7 rebounds 4 assists that's just in 24 minutes of action on 13 shots he was 7 of 7 from the line Something we're going to need to talk about later in the week, too. But just one of five from deep. Zion Williamson, 24 points, six rebounds, including four offensive. Those lack of defensive rebounds, a bit concerning, all, all things considered. 
not the end of the world, especially in a, in a big-time victory, but you'd still like to see him a little bit more active on that. And that kind of came back to bite New Orleans in the game against the Houston Rockets. Derek Favors, 7 points, 10 rebounds. Drew Holiday in this one, 18 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds. He was very good on the night, including going 2 of 5 from deep. Lonzo Ball, also really good in this one. 19 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds, but 6 turnovers. He was 5 of 7 from deep. Um, so it gives you a little bit of bad with the turnovers. But overall was good in running the break and kind of exactly what you want to see from him. J.J. Redick, 16 points. Each one more. 10. Josh Hart, awesome off the bench. 11 points, 11 boards. Nicolo Melli, 10 points in this one, including going 2 of 3 from deep. Josh Hart went 2 of 4. And J.J. Redick, 3 of 5. So New Orleans overall doing exactly what they need to do. They proved they were better than this team. John Morant was exciting, but was kind of rather contained in this one. He had 16 points on the night, um, and it was the Valanciunas show for the most part um, for them, and that's not going to beat New Orleans. Basically, the team that kind of beats New Orleans is likely going to be themselves. And even then, when they're kind of scoring in the way they are, getting 68 points in the paint like they did in this game, running after breaks, 20 points in the fast break off those misses, well then, yeah, you're going to win even though you turn the ball over 19 times. And turnovers have been a problem for New Orleans now for much of the year. Like I mentioned, Lonzo Ball was six in this one. J.J. Redick had two. Uh, Josh Hart had two as well. And everyone in the starting lineup had at least one. And that's not what you really want to see. But it was enough to get a win over the Memphis Grizzlies that just kind of shows you how good New Orleans could have been in in the regular season if they were healthy and able to kind of put it all together. This is one of those games when you're like, yeah, they, they're good. This is, this is the Pelicans team we were hoping to see, we expected to see all year long. It's just come a little bit too late. This win, though, did put New Orleans four games back of the Memphis Grizzlies in the loss column in the fight for the eighth seed, but Memphis still is up four in the win column, too. That's a bit of a problem, and then New Orleans kind of not quite laid an egg on Sunday, but certainly didn't do themselves any favors. And that's not even mentioning, which we'll do in the third segment, the Portland Trailblazers and what Damian Lillard is doing right now. So coming up here, we will look at what went wrong against the Houston Rockets. But before we get to that, don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts from here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave a five-star review with a quick comment as well as tell a friend. It takes like 30 seconds to do all of that total. So Friday was great. The opposite was probably true on Sunday. You almost want to qualify this loss and call it a disaster, though I think that might be a bit of hyperbole. But after playing poorly all game and still having a one-point lead going into the fourth quarter, the New Orleans Pelicans basically just imploded. There's almost no other way to put it. You had Brandon Ingram, who had been awesome throughout this game, who had 28 points, didn't score a point in the final quarter. Drew Holiday didn't get it done, and the two guys the Pelicans rely on were just completely absent. Drew Holiday even absent defensively at, at times. There were times when he was also very good. Um, and then Zion Williamson, the guy they should other the other guy they should be able to rely on, who's playing crunch time in fourth quarters, didn't get the ball for four minutes. What is going on here? This was a failure all around on the players on the coaching staff, on basically everybody, and there's no other way to put it. So let's kind of break down a little bit of what happened in the fourth quarter. 
So a lot of it was the same old, same old. It was turnovers, which we've kind of get, gotten used to with this team, but 23 on the season leading to 29 easier points for the Houston Rockets. The Rockets, by comparison, turn it over eight times. Now, they take a lot of threes, so you're not really turning it over on those possessions, but still, point remains the same. That's not going to get it done. You've got to be more careful with the ball. Brandon Ingram had four. Drew Holiday, four. Lonzo Ball, four. Zion Williamson, three. Derek Favors, three. That, at this point in the season, is just unacceptable. And some of those were bad. It's one thing if you just kind of get picked clean, which happened to Zion a little bit down low when there's traffic and these things kind of happen. But another of uh, the majority of them were just like audacious passes that were almost lazy that just weren't going to work. And I don't know what this team was trying to do. Now, sometimes they do work because you saw Lonzo Ball launch an alley-oop assist to Zion Williamson from the Rockets three-point line that was pretty cool in this game. So sometimes they just need to know their spots for this and you've got to feel like they don't it's on the players to know their limitations it's on the coaches to work with them on this and be like what the fuck are you guys doing which probably needs to be said here so that's a big big part of it the other part of it is the over reliance on three-point shooting at times when look just be aggressive and attack in the fourth quarter drew holiday took four field goal attempts he had three points uh total he two of those were threes Lonzo Ball took two shots in the fourth quarter, both threes. Brandon Ingram, four shots in the fourth quarter after having 28 points on the night. Two of those, threes. That's not going to get it done. Be more aggressive. New Orleans shot five of 22 in the fourth quarter, probably because they're just launching threes early on in the shot clock, which isn't the worst idea at times. But if you guys realize that this is not working, you need to do something else. And that's something else probably should be Zion Williamson. Zion took three shots in the fourth quarter. Now, he didn't play the entirety of it. Um, he had a bit of a breather in there. But he took just three shots in the fourth quarter, making one of them. He went to the line, made him t- made both of those, um, and finished with four points. Okay. But Josh Hart took four shots. Each one more took four shots. Maybe those aren't the people that you should be having launch threes at the expense of not even getting a touch on Zion, to Zion Williamson. Zion early on was getting the ball and the Rockets were doubling and sending two guys at him and he was making the right reads and the right pass. And it's one of the reasons that New Orleans got out to a lead and had one going into the fourth quarter in the first place because they were doing the right kind of things. New Orleans led by as many as nine in this one. But because they went away from all of that, the entire offense kind of collapsed and that's not what you want to do at all just a complete failing all around in the fourth quarter and after the game uh, Alvin Gentry said as much he goes look you can't have a four minute stretch when Zion doesn't touch the ball and he said that's on him it is on him it's also on the players and it's also just on Zion to like get in these guys' faces and be like, dude, you got to get me the ball. Let me go and do my thing. This even happened when Lonzo Ball's out there on the court with him. And those two guys have a lot of chemistry together. And Lonzo wasn't even getting him the ball in the fourth quarter. How can you forget about this? It reminds us a lot of the time in the fourth quarters with Anthony Davis here when they didn't get AD the ball at all. What are you doing not getting it to that guy? Now, Maybe it's that Zion isn't on AD's level yet and you have Brandon Ingram and you'd rather let him do it. But if he's only going to take two shots that are inside the three-point line, well then, it's not really doing anything for you. And it's not helping you kind of whatsoever. And that's what's so frustrating about this loss. 
you can't feel good about this one at all. You know, you need to make up ground in the Western Conference. It's tough right now. And by losing this, you just fall further back and lose time. It's not like an 82-game season is in front of you still. There's 32 games left. That's not going to do it when you're this many games out and other teams are playing well. This is why when I look at 538 and these other places saying that, you know, the the Pelicans have a 50% chance to get into the playoffs, no way. Not at all. Not when you have games like this. I don't know what those models are and how they work, but I can tell you 50% way too optimistic for this when you've got to factor in how these other teams are playing too. And we'll touch on that coming up in the next segment. But this was a bad loss. There's no other way to put it. There's no more moral victories this season. We've had our fill of those. You can have those early on in the year when there's time. Time now is running out for New Orleans. Now, we'll spend a couple of days the rest of the week talking about the trade deadline, but if you want to keep up to date with all the latest rumors, the Locked On NBA podcast, the national show, which I co-host on Wednesdays, is here for you. We're going to be going you know, Monday through Friday like we always do, breaking it all down. There's going to be some cool rumors coming out. Maybe Clint Capella's on the move. Maybe John Collins of Atlanta is on the move, which is the surprising one. Um, maybe in exchange for each other. Who knows? But we'll see. But a couple big things. Philly's going to be pretty active around the trade deadline. I don't think the Pels are going to do anything, but they'll be covering it all there on the Locked On NBA podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. So after that loss to the Houston Rockets, the Pelicans are now four and a half games back of the uh, Memphis Grizzlies for the final spot in the Western Conference. And that's all anyone's competing for at this point um, in terms of just get in. Memphis is, I think, currently six games back of the Oklahoma City Thunder. They are actually just four and a half games back of the Oklahoma City Thunder, by the way, um, from the seventh spot. So they've got as big of a jump to make as the Pelicans would, meaning it's likely not going to happen as the Pelicans have 32 games remaining. You've got to outpace that team. And right now in the last 10, you've got Memphis being seven and three. New Orleans is six and four. You're not making up ground. Now, the schedule gets easier and maybe Memphis fades, but you can't bank on that. You've got to get these wins now because every game does matter because at 20 and 30, well, that's what it's going to take. It's going to take around a 500 record, meaning New Orleans needs to go something like 20 and 12 probably to get into the Western Conference playoffs at all. And that's not factoring that there's still three other teams in between them and just the Memphis Grizzlies. You've got the Phoenix Suns at 11, San Antonio Spurs at 10, and the Portland Trailblazers at 9. Phoenix Suns, 4 and 6, their last 10. San Antonio Spurs, 5 and 5. Neither of those teams are necessarily making up ground, but... They're not necessarily fading either, and that presents a problem. And then you maybe have the biggest challenger, which is the Portland Trailblazers and how they're doing right now. They're just a game and a half back of Memphis for the eighth spot, and they've gone 7-3 and three over their last 10. And Damian Lillard is playing out of his damn mind right now, and that might be the biggest problem for New Orleans, that if a team's going to jump Memphis— it looks like this this uh, Trailblazers team, and he has been so unbelievable that if they do get into the playoffs, he's going to have a very good claim for the uh, MVP trophy at the end of the year. So you've got a problem here, and does this affect New Orleans at the trade deadline um, has been a big question, and I don't think it will. 
I don't think the front office is going to make any sort of knee-jerk reaction up to Thursday. You have a game on Tuesday against the Bucks, then one on Thursday against the Bulls. You know, losing to the Bucks isn't going to change anything. But this doesn't look good for the playoff chances. But I think you, if you're New Orleans, you still kind of want to see what you have here with some of these guys. You want to see if you want to bring back Derek Favors for next season or if you want to pair Zion with a stretch big like Nicolo Melli. Or does you know a guy like Drew Holiday fit in with this? And at times he's looked great. But then at times against like the Rockets, he hasn't. And what's kind of going on there? Um, so I think they still want to kind of evaluate. And if they can make a strong close to the end of the year, even if they don't get into the playoffs, it fits uh, Griffin's um, vision, expectations for the seat of having a successful season, which is to be significantly better at the end than you were at the start. And with how New Orleans has played to start the year and how they've played recently, well, I think that would be considered uh, meeting that criteria and a success. But it's going to be tough. And maybe at this point we need to start saying um, playoffs are not realistic and we shouldn't set our sights on that for our own expectations. Um, but overall, yeah, like I said, it's going to be tough. Also, watch the Trailblazers right now if you haven't. They are doing some awesome things and Lillard is all sorts of fun. So still sick. Let's wrap it up there. Trade deadline talk. I promise all of tomorrow and probably all of Wednesday as well. Um, maybe we'll touch on the Bulls preview on Thursday, but we can definitely do Tuesday and Wednesday on trade deadline talk targets. The Pelicans should go after if they were going to make a move. What you would want in return to pry Drew Holiday away. All of that stuff and more. So we'll dive into it all the rest of the week. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.